We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome, everybody, to Socket. I am the great and powerful King of Kings, Prince of all that is awesome, Derek. How are you today on this beautiful Monday, uh, start of another week, another uh, start of a hopefully uh, a better week than was last week, rain and weather was weird and everything else in between and hopefully, you know, things start to get better um, as we get closer to the end of the month and hopefully uh, we can get back to somewhat normal here going into May, we'll see and then summer and everything else in between. But you know what? Things are starting to look up, and I'm hoping that, you know, things are looking up for you as well. But today, I've got another special guest with me. A guest that's been with me now twice on my show. Uh, once, you know, we talked back in November, I believe it was. And then in December, he uh, so eloquently joined me for my Toys for Tots charity event, which raised over $5,000. So I can't thank him and all the other guys enough. Um, fantastic event that was. And um, he's releasing a new EP soon, a follow-up to his last year's LP. We'll talk more about that. And I just can't wait to get to talk to him. So please, without any further ado, please welcome my personal friend of the show, Kulik. What's going on, dude? How are you? You know what? Not too bad. It's been a while since we talked. <laughs> time moves uh, a little bit different these days it's yeah been... it was it was november that we talked and then we did the the charity event december 11th i think it was december 12th yeah, yeah it was definitely before christmas i remember that yeah it was a, and I was, it turned out great and your performance was fantastic um i love the the uh, the video setup that you did and everything else like that it turned out really really well and like i said we raised five grand for uh toys for tots so i can't complain right yeah, no, that's fantastic, dude. We watched it uh, in our living room on the on the TV, so it was. Uh, I already tested it on that TV, so I knew it would look all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, before we, you know, get into the other chit chat that we like to do here, you're getting ready to release a new EP um, on April 30th, sitting in a quiet coffee house, follow up to last year's LP. Um, yelling in a quiet neighborhood, which I find uh, the irony in that hilarious. Um, obviously, you named it like that on purpose, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, so, it's, uh, it's, ba it's basically just uh, an acoustic version of five of the songs that are off of Yelling in a Quiet Neighborhood. And I kind of wanted to make it the opposite of what the Yelling in a Quiet Neighborhood record is, vibe-wise and... Even just the way I sing it, I it's something I've never really released before where I'm kind of just soft and just, I basically just recorded it, singing it 
I don't want to say without effort, but without just completely going at it, you know? So it was very laid back. And when I was trying to think of names, um, I just decided sitting in a quiet coffee house is totally the vibe of the record. And we also wanted to um, possibly, you know, playlisting such a huge thing now. So we wanted to try to get some kind of coffee house playlisting as well. So I was like, all right, well, let's just call it that and let's make it sound like that. And I love that kind of music. It's very background music and, and yeah. chills. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, you know, I'll be listening in my car to, you know, uh, Coffee House Station, whatever it is on uh, Sirius XM. You know, it's all acoustic all the time. I love it. It's fantastic. And um, I love that style. I mean, I even go to sleep at night um, to my customized, uh, you know, Amazon playlist of nothing but acoustic versions of all my favorite songs, um, mm -hmm. which it, it just it sets a nice tone. It really does. Yeah, yeah, I do that uh, uh, every now and then, maybe like twice a month. I'll listen to Peaceful Piano on Spotify because uh, that's like, a, it's basically the same type of thing. I was worried with these songs, though, that they weren't going to fit uh, the Coffee House vibe, but they totally, they totally do. They're, they're a little more emo than the typical Coffee House type of song, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of the way it came out, and it was very, very different for me, so... I hope everybody else enjoys it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you can turn, if you really try, any song into an acoustic song. Uh, and, you know, there's been a couple of songs this past year that bands have turned into acoustic songs that I was really, really surprised by and taken back by. Um, a guy I reference a lot on the show, uh, Ronnie Radke of Falling in Reverse, released mm -hmm. two this past year. Uh, one of... of uh, what was the uh, song? Um, oh, crap. I can't remember. Well, he did it last year, but he just released another one um, for I'm Not a Vampire. And that song is like completely non... I don't even know how he did it, but like it was all piano. It was very creepy, you know, very coffeehouse-y, just very odd. And, um, oh, The Drug and Me Is You was the one he released last year. Um, but, uh, it was just odd and I've heard like, you know, Slipknot songs and, you know, other songs that just like, damn, how, how it's just amazing. So, I mean, I, I think it's, the potential is there. It all lies in the, the mind of the artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. It also depends too. Cause like for me, I've done acoustic versions before, but that's more of like reimagined. Like people always say like reimagined now where yeah. you kind of make the song, more of your your style i i i uh, i was like i said i was a little bit worried because i was trying to do acoustic but i was also trying to make sure that it was like organic to me and not just like oh he's just trying to like rip off this style you know but i've listened to that kind of indie folk type of music my entire life and i actually kind of i basically started writing on the acoustic like this so it was it was cool i'm actually really looking forward to using more of those uh production ideas in a new record in like a new album like to maybe split up really full productions and then some of these more uh i guess softer more delicate type of uh, sounding songs so yeah so what was the uh the logic behind uh doing a basically re-release of these acoustically what was the uh, idea behind it well, it was it was my label's idea at first to kind of we were kind of figuring out, OK, how can we give life more life to young and quiet neighborhood? 
instead of going to a new record because I wasn't really ready to write a new record yet. And with COVID, we were like, I, I want to tour these songs. So I'm trying to trying to, you know, make the story as long as I can so that by the time everything's open, I can still tour this record instead of having two records out. Yeah. Which is probably still going to happen anyway, because I write a lot. But um, yeah, that was the main reason why we, I was like, all right, well, what if I do a completely new reimagined versions of a few? I was going to do all the songs at first. And then I was like, some of these are already almost that. Monsters of Piano Ballad. Rope is already an acoustic driven song. So, you know, I, there were certain songs that I was like, I don't think we even need to do these. But um, yeah, I wanted I wanted to prolong the life of Yelling in a Quiet Neighborhood. And I said, if if one of these songs blows up acoustically it'll make people listen to the record that it's based off of you know yeah i mean at the same time you're 100 percent right with the the touring thing you know you know releasing more than one album during covid was probably not the best ideas for some of these artists that have done it um because now unless they're sitting they just on... tour the, unless they just tour the really popular songs which eventually is what happens anyway after that initial tour so yeah. after you know after supporting that album normally the next tour they do they only play the big songs anyway so i don't know i don't know if it's going to negatively affect people but i just knew i wasn't ready to start writing something completely new yet and it was also like super depressing so i was like all right i'm totally down to write this slow acoustic record like i'll absolutely do that that is the mood i'm in right now anyway so yeah <clears throat> i mean I, I can't wait to hear it um i mean i've already heard it but <laughs> i can't wait to hear it again <laughs> Um, cause I mean, I've listened to it. It's, it's fantastic. I mean, um, I, I do like the reimagining. I, like I said, I, I do dig the whole, you know, let's take this song that was really good and make it really good in a different way. Um, and make it, it's cause they're almost like it's two completely different songs, you know, um, you can listen to a, a song a hundred times, you know, full, you know, full band version, you know, hard metal, whatever, you know, even a rap song and then listen to it, you know, acoustically, completely different with a different band or you know different instruments or whatever and it just brings it out differently i mean yeah. even like, uh, with, go, go ahead, with, that's okay with like metallica for example you know when they did their orchestra you know um snm and snm2 that they did a couple years ago mm -hmm. yeah granted it was still the full band they didn't really do anything different but adding that full, you know, San Francisco orchestra behind it added a whole other element. It became a whole other song every yep. single time. And I, I enjoy that. Yeah, you get to relive the songs that you really like, too, because there's two things I was going to say. One is for for people who like yelling in a quiet neighborhood and maybe, you know, they've listened to it for how many months now. If there's a song that they really identify with you can hear it in a different light or a different way or a different tone. You know, you can kind of hear the lyrics a little bit more because it's less production and more my vocal. So you can really hear the stories more in it, which I really, I liked hearing that come out of the songs. Um, the second thing I was going to say was uh, an example that I thought of, of a song that is completely different acoustic is, have you ever heard Hey Ya by Outkast? Oh my God, yes. There's a version by Sleep Token that you should listen to it is sad as shit if you listen to the lyrics of that it's like it's a broken home and he's trying to like figure his life out it's like insane whereas like hey y'all is just like completely they got rid of the polaroid picture part because that's like the goofy gimmicky yeah. part of the song but but yeah it's, it's hey y'all by by sleep token and it it's like a piano ballad 
and he sings it like a little gospely and and it's just like wow like that song is so much deeper lyrically when you take everything away and just sing it so about <clears throat> shit it's been like 12 years now um one of my favorite tv shows of all time uh scrubs um during the final season the janitor got married and during the marriage scene where he got married uh the lawyer ted did an acoustic version of that song mm-hmm. and that was the first time i had ever heard i mean i've heard the song before but anything like that before as far as you know what you're referencing to that song and hearing it differently you know the actually listening to the lyrics in that way definitely yeah. brought out a different side to that song I, I i never thought of that song in that way and i'm not a big rap guy but i've always been a big fan of outcast because they just do things differently and um and that song was definitely a definition of that but then to hear it that way was awesome so i'm definitely going to check out the what you were just saying as far as that goes because that song definitely has that type of potential as well yeah yeah it's like a like it's literally an emotional song when you listen to it like that and that's why i like reimagined versions more than acoustic versions or covers because acoustic versions typically sound exactly the same and covers are exactly the same too. I mean, whoever's singing it will try to do a little bit something of like what they do in their style, but I like reimagined more because it's more like, uh, I don't know, all you're taking really is, I mean, all you're really taking is the lyric because sometimes even the melodies are a little bit different, you know? So it's like, okay, if a song's really well-written lyrically, you can just completely redo it and it can still be a fantastic song. Absolutely. And and again, it takes a true musical genius to really do that, especially with their own music. You know what I'm saying? You you could you could do it with somebody else's song. I mean, I I think that's going to be easier. But to take something that is yours, that you spent, you know, however many days, weeks, years on and then doing it yourself again in a different way and then not even really looking back at that other song, just the lyrics of it. I, I do think it takes a, a true, you know, musical genius to do such a thing, you know, with your own music. Right. I, pr- I appreciate that. Um, I, I will say it makes it more refreshing because like artists never say this because they're not supposed to say this. So maybe I shouldn't say it, but I'm going to um, like you get tired of your songs you know, after a certain amount of time. So when I got to redo it, I was like, I'm so glad, like I, I, I got to reappreciate the songs and why I wrote them and where I was at, you know? So it was a cool thing. Like my two favorite ones off the record is definitely Crawling, which is the first one, which is so not the same as the real version. There's like barely any impacts. It's like something that you should totally just chill and listen to. Like, uh, um, like maybe have a beer with or something like it's that kind of like very chill thing. And then my other one is waiting for you because the waiting for you acoustic version is just so stripped and pop. Whereas the production of waiting for you, the real song in yelling in quiet neighborhood is so anthemic and big with huge drums and all these strings and everything. So to hear those two polar opposites, that, 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 that was definitely my favorite to do and re-explore and kind of, I don't know. You just, you just, uh, you, you almost don't have to start from scratch is what I was going to say. You don't have to start writing the songs from scratch. You already have like the template and you're like, all right, now I can just get really creative, you know, and, and you start with what instrument you want to be the focal point, which for me was the acoustic and a lot of vocal layers. And after that, that was it. So 
it's really fun. It's fun for me. It's really fun. But I appreciate that you uh, see it in the perspective of creative genius. So I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that you're 100% right with, you know, a lot of us. Um, you know, musicians getting sick of their own songs. I mean, there's only one person in the entire world that I think loves his own music more than his fans do, and that'd be Kanye West. I was going to um, say, people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people also likes it. I mean, he literally sings his name in the songs, every song. So that's true. Okay, so maybe okay, maybe people too. <laughs> I will say too. Also, "Yelling in a Quiet Neighborhood" is a breakup divorce record. Like, I didn't want to consistently live in that. Like, that's what I did for the last year. Like, okay, I need to stay in this mindset of where I was at when I wrote the songs, which was complete turmoil, down, uh, uh, unstable, you know? So it was like, I, like, that's why I was getting sick of it. It was like, okay, like, so then I was like, I'll just do the acoustic record. That'll be more raw, even more raw. It'll be like, this is the last time I'm going to process this. And then as soon as this acoustic record's out, I'm going somewhere completely different because I can't. I cannot stay in that world anymore because that's where that's what I do with my music. I write yeah. therapeutically and about myself. So it's like, I don't really want to keep facing the same thing that should have been processed already kind of because I have the music to still talk about. Yeah. But you're, you know, now that we're slowly starting to open up and, you know, tours are going to be start being booked soon. You're not a hundred percent done with that. You're going to be reliving oh, no. that. Listen, I mean, look at my entire was that? I know. Like I said, but look, look at Miley Cyrus. I mean, go back to the Super Bowl during the pre, the pre-show. She still cries every time she sings "Wrecking Ball." Right. I mean that that poor girl has been through so much. And you're right, touring is different, but at the same time, still having to relive those moments, you know, still brings that back to you. And right. to still see her start crying on stage, singing the exact same song she sung a thousand times now at this point still lets you know it's still real to her yep absolutely and th th see now that part i signed up for i knew that and i that's why i like doing it it makes it reminds you of like who you are and it humbles you and all the things that you've gone through and everything but i was more going through it since i wrote it back in december of 2019 till now by myself like when you play it on a stage yeah it's sad yeah you have to go through it all again but you're looking at a crowd of people and hopefully you're connecting with them so you don't feel alone that's that's the main important part of music for me is like okay now i finally have a connection with somebody and somebody else felt this i'm not crazy i'm not alone this is great so not having that especially with this record has been really really trying because it's like okay i'm just I, i'm just experiencing this myself and i released it and you're also alone like if you're i feel bad for people who are enjoying this record because you're probably listening to it by yourself and it's like it's it's a, it's, a, it's a sad record it's a sad album so you know it, it, it would be i would love to be bawling my eyes out in front of people every night singing these songs instead yeah. of being at home with them you know <laughs> yeah i mean as a fan and as a you know someone who used to do the exact same thing that you do you know i, I know that feeling and but even, like I said, take that all that away because that was 20 years ago. Um, as a fan now, you know, I listen for that connection as well. You know, whether it be, you know, the song that saved my life, you know, two years ago, two and a half years ago, um, you know, Ghost by Bad Flower. You know, every time I hear that song, I hear that, you know, okay, you know, this is this is the song that saved my life. And, you know, the first time I ever saw Bad Flower up on stage, you know, Granted, Josh doesn't, you know, get all emotional about it because he's always drunk, but we'll go there. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I still felt that connection to him. 
because that was only six months removed from my suicide attempt, not even six months removed from my suicide attempt. And, um, I, I got that connection with him. I, I was able to, you know, get close to stage and him and I just, you know, you know, obviously he didn't, you know, feel the same thing I did, but you know, there was a, I, I locked eyes with him for that moment during that song. And I was like, thank you. You know, just, you know, in my head, obviously I didn't say it out loud, but, um, I, you know, it, you're right. There's a connection. I know exactly what song you're talking about, by the way, we opened for them. And we also, I don't know if I said this in the last time we did this podcast, but I had, I have a song called ghost and we came out at the exact same time. And we were on all the same radio stations of like, who did it better? Bad flower ghost. We're cool. It goes. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, hands down bad flower. That's a fucking fantastic song. <laughs> it really is, dude. I mean, yeah, it's, no, it's, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's just an amazing song like i said it literally saved my life i mean it came on just that that's right great. moment music yeah. is fucking powerful man it and that's really that you have to connect with that like even if it's not connecting like with like josh the singer but it's just connecting with the energy of the music they're playing it's like fucking fantastic it really is i mean and uh you know or when i saw um falling in reverse perform uh popular monster same thing you know there's a, that's another you know anti-suicide mental health song you know especially with you know with me the way being the way i am you know being bipolar and mental health issues like that and my show being that being the central theme all the time is you know curing your mental health well you know helping your mental health through entertainment and i mean that's the central theme of the show it always has been and when i get to talk to you know artists like yourself who have that same type of connection that i do or you know i'm, I'm getting ready to you know talk to bad flower here in the next couple months which i'm stoked about um you know That's it's funny. it's one of those things that just you know it it just leaves a mark on myself that i just cannot explain so i can't even imagine what other people are feeling as well i know a lot of them feel that same type of connection but at the same time it's just it's unreal it, mm -hmm. it, you know, music and just entertainment in general, when you can find that connection with an artist, a band, a movie, whatever, that just brings you back to that place, but brings you back to that place in a positive way to where you remember I was there, but now I'm here. Thank mm -hmm. you for, you know, thank you for being there at that moment in time. And now I can reflect on it in a positive way. It's right. unreal. It's unbelievable. I, I want to ask you a question, actually. Um, do you prefer the songs that are more like I got through or you can get through this uplifting message or do you like that? Okay. Not prefer, but if you hear a song that's like super emo, negative, down, sad type of song, is that it, do you view that as like a getting through therapeutic kind of song or do you feel like that's actually worse for your mental health? It really depends um where you're at right Mentally. it really depends on where i'm at like say for instance i'm in having a really really down day um and my bipolar you know i'm having a depressed day mm -hmm. um you know listening to those depressed songs like ghost or popular monster or even going back even farther um the song that nothing more did about his sister jenny um you know that song you know those types of songs they're very you know I don't want to say that they're emo, but, you know, and, and they're almost about survival, but at the same time, it's, they're just telling you the story. You know, the, the end isn't really the matter. It, it, you know, it's the, the story that they went through. Um, 
you know, because like even in Popular Monster, he's talking about, you know, I'm about to break down, you know, searching for a way out. You know, there's no end to that song. It, it's very open ended. Um, and, um, you know, it's just one of those things where it just really depends. I mean, I, I like, like I the open end. Like, 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 like the song in the end, Linkin Park. Like that's a very dark I mean, almost, I would say I put a blanket statement on that, like all of Lincoln Park. Like sometimes if I'm feeling down, I actually feel like sometimes it's better to listen to the darker, sadder ones to to feel that for a couple minutes, you know? <coughs> but I, 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 I was just, I was asking because I haven't decided yet if it's healthy mental health wise to listen to the emotion you're feeling if that'll pull yeah. you down further or not, you know, cause well, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been debating that with my songwriting. Right. Because like, like I was on an antidepressant for the winter. My doctor suggested just go on it for the winter, 10 milligrams of something. And I got off of it. He said, I can get off of it. I can stop cold Turkey because um, it's only 10 milligrams started having these brain zaps started like really not feeling good. I still, I'm still, I still don't feel good. Like it's very crazy, like up and down type of thing. And I'm trying to write about it. But when I think about it, I'm like, should I write this? Like it's really, really dark the way I'm feeling, or should I write this? Like a, I will get out of here kind of feeling, you know? Yeah. And I was just curious of, cause I always battle that with myself when I'm writing, I'm like, is it healthy if I just completely write a really, really bad dark song or should I be trying to like, write the optimistic side and 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 i'm not sure i'm not sure what the answer is i was just well, curious what your, uh, so two so two takes on that number one um for you and anybody else listening um if you ever if your doctor ever tells you just to stop depressant cold turkey yeah, question uh, that guy uh, <laughs> that's number one you need to wean yourself off doesn't matter if it's 10 milligrams or not um that's number one <laughs> number two Found that out later, but yeah. Yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> as many people have. Um, but, um, so you're not the only one in that boat. But, uh, see, I also will go back to watching my favorite TV show, like I said, Scrubs, as well. And there's a lot of really, really depressing episodes on that show. And I will deliberately seek them out on Hulu and watch those as well. Because mm -hmm. in those moments, I guess for me, it's like, yes, you know, a song is real life because most likely that's something that they have experienced. But a television show at the same time, you know, isn't real. So you can kind of put yourself in a different spot and say, okay, their life is worse than mine. I know I can get out of it. But at the same time, a song, you can kind of say, well, look, you know, they went through worse shit than I went through. And they're singing about it. They're able to talk about it. They've been able to survive it. If they can do it, so can I. So kind of like a different, you know, point of view. So like sometimes with a TV show, it's since it's fiction, you're allowed to say, oh, well, their life is worse than mine. No big deal. But with real life and music and stuff like that, it's like, okay, if they can do it, so can I. Right. Okay. So, so even though it <clears throat> might be depressed and it doesn't have that survival, you know, mode at the very end or doesn't bring you out of it it can still let you know, hey, obviously they did get out of it because look at where they're at now. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. No problem. I mean, I, I mean, again, that's what, <laughs> what I love to do other than talk about music and stuff like that. I mean, the connection to me, there. They is, go hand in hand. They go they hand do. in hand because that's, that's pretty much 
sometimes i'll write like about normal stuff but uh, like not normal stuff just like just to write a song you know but for the most part it's it's definitely mental health stuff and it's trying to figure out i for, for me i would say it's more of the loop of trying to figure out am i just pretending i'm happy am i is this just a, all complete bullshit you know like that's the loop i go through of like all right like i feel really good i'm like wait hold on i'm just pretending i'm happy i don't know if i'm actually happy i don't know if does any of this matter my parents drink maybe i should just keep drinking maybe i should okay no i'm gonna be sober and then you know and then it's like it's it's a lot it's a lot in there which is insane i'd love to like I wish there was a way to like really hear what other people's perspectives were on their own mental health without feeling like the whole human race is completely bad shit. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good thing. Well, um, I actually, I've always wanted to kind of uh, do a series kind of like that, you know, not talk about, you know, not talk to like authors or anything else like that, which I've done to, you know, about mental health survivors who became authors, but just everyday people, you know, I've always wanted to kind of, you know, do a series on that, but to get people to open up the way I do or you do or other, you know, artists do is really, really difficult because even though it's become more, I don't want to say the social norm, but it's become more open lately people still have that stigma about it. Oh, I don't want people to think I'm crazy. Oh, I don't want people to think this, or I don't think I want people to think this. You know, even my brother, you know, he called me this morning and he suffers from bipolar one, which is the worst, you know, more worse than what I have because I have bipolar two. Um, but last week was my birthday. I just turned 40 last Friday. When's your birthday? It was April 9th. When's the 11th? Anyway, Nice. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't hear from him. I, he didn't call me and it was my 40th birthday. I'm like, where the fuck are you? I didn't even talk to him. He finally called me today. He's like, dude, I've been down and out for like the last week. And you know, um, I, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to call anybody because I didn't want to, you know, have to hear about it. And you know, it's like, he's been dealing with it for longer than I have. And he's been, you know, going through a lot of stuff too. But you know, to hear, you know, even someone like my brother who's actually come on the show, you know, and, um, discussed his, you know, issues before he still has that problem with stigma. You know what I'm saying? He's still afraid to talk about it. And, you know, if I know my brother is, I know there's tons of other people out there that are still dealing with that daily, which is one of the goals of the show is break the stigma. You know, every time I talk to somebody about it, it's like, why are we fighting this? It's more common than ever. One in three Americans are, you know, suffer from, you know, some type of mental illness. You know, um, in our age group, um, both my age group and your age group, suicide is the number two leading cause of death in this country. But yet people are still are afraid to talk about it. It's insane. Yeah, it's a difficult thing for me to comment on because like, I get, I'm, I'm not diagnosed with bipolar. I'm just, just me. I don't know what it is. I haven't like gone to any doctors to figure anything out. I just know what I feel basically. And I think that's one of the things that I was going to mention is a lot of people, I think have these mental health issues and they just, they're, they're undiagnosed or misdiagnosed and don't even know what their problem is, which makes it feel worse. Um, but the thing I wanted to comment on was how your brother was like, I didn't want to like, even like call anybody. Like, that's how I get like with my brothers, I have a big brother and a little brother and I'll go like a week without like talking to them. And, and 
it makes me like upset sometimes because I'm like, oh, like you talked to mom today and like you talked to dad today, but like I didn't talk to anybody in like two weeks. And they're like, oh, well, you're just always busy and stuff. And like, I'm thinking in the back of my head, like I'm busy, but it's not because I'm busy. It's literally just the, it's the, a lot of the times I'm too anxious to call or too down to call. And when I do call, we're not like a emotion sharing family. So I'm not going to like say how I'm actually feeling. So I'll just call and be anxious the whole time talking about like sports or some shit and then hang up and be like, okay, well, <laughs> I guess at least I called, but it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy that, and it's hard for people to accept who don't have any mental illness problems, because I don't think they know how real any of this is to us. I think that they, they're like, well, I feel fine. Or like, oh, I have struggles. I just push through them. And I have a lot of that in me too. I have a lot of like, just push through it. You can get through it. But like, there's certain there's certain limits people have, man, where it's like, you just can't push through it or you, you need help. You know, like I, I have friends and, and family who like maybe have went through a rough patch. Like somebody started a new job or somebody moved and they have anxiety for like, you know, two or three weeks because it's something new and then they get okay. And I'm like, yeah, that feeling you have, that's what I have. Like, 28 out of 30 days in the month you know like that's how i feel all the time like i know it seems fucking unbelievable <laughs> but like that's what it is to have a mental illness <laughs> and it's it's really hard to explain that to somebody who doesn't have it all the time they yeah. think it's situational which it is for some people but for other people it's not yeah you know? it's situational and sometimes it's even seasonal it's very seasonal for me but yeah situational and seasonal but sometimes it's also for no fucking reason yep 100%. sometimes it's just you know and i think i think a lot of people don't want to deal with that of like oh like how is so-and-so gonna be today like oh like like almost like you're a soft you know and i don't know how to draw that line i don't know how to tell if someone's just being too soft and to push them through and what i i, I that's difficult it's difficult for me to for myself you know there's certain i don't know if that's how you are but for me it's like some days i wake up and i'm like just stop being a bitch. Just stop being a bitch and, and get through it. And then after like three hours of that, four hours of that, you're like, no, this is totally not going away. Or, <laughs> oh, it's just been like two weeks now and it still feels like this. Like, what the fuck is going on, you know? Yeah. That's the thing that most people don't get about me when I talk about it is like, for me, I'm good for spurts. It can be three, four, five months. And then I'll have a month or two that's just like, holy fuck, like, why is, why, why am I feeling like this the entire time? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, and I don't know why that happens. And I don't think anybody really knows why that happens yet. And again, you're, I you think you're right with, I think you have to at least talk about it. And for me, that makes the anxiety worse when we talk about it because you're admitting it but at least you're telling the fucking truth and figure it out from there it's better than just suppressing it and and pretending it isn't real yeah i mean that was a mouthful i'm sorry it, well no it was because i mean <laughs> the way you just described it it sounds a lot like bipolar disorder to be honest with you um yeah i know i have to <laughs> figure it out dude figure it yeah. out figure so, it yeah. out and See, that's also some people have, you know, that three or four month span of, you know, of, of, of goodness. And then that down period and then up, you know, whatever, like I'm a rapid cycler. So I could be like, you know, one month in one month out, you know, or one weekend, one week out, or just, you know, it, it's very odd how I do it. 
Um, is it even for you? Like I wanted to ask, like, is it even for you or is it sometimes like five good days, one bad, five good days, six bad, or is it like five good, five bad, 10 bad, 10 good? You know what I mean? Like, is it normally equal? I will have, well, you know, a few, you know, I could have a, a few days good and then a few days that are um, the manic side, which is like really, really, really hyperactive. But then as soon as I get through that, it's like, boom, down. Um, I am with working on music. Like the whole record is made like that. All my music is made like that. I can go a week where I'm working, wake up at 8 a.m., go to the gym, get back here at 10, work from 10 to 10 p.m., do that for a whole week, feel great, work on so much stuff, go, 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 go. And then once I get done that, I'm like, okay, now what? I'm completely down and depressed. Uh, was any of that, was, was there a point to any of what I just did? You know, it, like I try to use my manicness in, in my work and like my partner's the same way. So like we, that's also something interesting to have two people in the house doing the same thing and also be manic. But I try to use it at least posit positively. But yeah. um, anyway, yeah, continue. Sorry. So so we're recording this on on Friday. We're not releasing this until Monday. So you guys are hearing this, you know, three days before it happens. But um, or three days after it happened. But so like on Monday this week, I woke up and I was having really bad sinuses or allergies. I wasn't really sure what was going on. And it got worse Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, even yesterday, Thursday. I started to feel a little bit better. But today I feel a lot better. I'm just a little bit congested. No big deal. But, you know, I woke up every day and I had to push myself to do the things I had to do. You know, you know, come down to the studio, do this, do that, and push myself really, 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 really hard. And I made it through no problem. Today, my daughter's with me, so I, you know, basically taking the day off with the exception of doing the, the two interviews. I'm not doing anything else other than two interviews. Cause I got one tonight as well, a live one. Um, but I woke up this morning knowing that I didn't have to do anything else other than do two interviews. I I'm down in my, my depressive state right now. Um, it also doesn't help that I fell asleep early last night and forgot to take my meds, but that's, that's beside the point. You know, one missing one dose shouldn't put me this bad. Um, but I know that because I pushed myself so hard to get stuff done and I was not feeling well, put me to, through today. And that can happen a lot too. If I push myself harder than I know I can handle it, which I do all the time, I know it's, that when I stop, it's going to boom. It's like that whole, you know, I'm never going to retire because so as soon as I retire, I'm going to die type, you know, mentality. That's that, that's that same mentality that I have, you know, as soon as I stop working, I know I'm going to have a depressed day. And, that's exactly Dude, and, and, and I, well, you know, it, uh, it's, a, that sounds so similar to what, how I feel about it too. And whenever I'm done the work or not working, like if I don't have a plan for what I'm doing the day, I'm just horrible. Like it was like, Oh, we have nothing to do but relax today. I'm like, that is the worst fucking day I could have. Yep. No, <laughs> no, I can't do that. Like I'll, I'll try to do it. I'll try to do it unless I'm, unless I smoke weed, if I smoke weed, I can do it. But, and I'm trying to not do that because like, I don't want that to affect, I'm trying to just be sober. Like I'm trying to not really drink, not smoke, just completely, you know, really figure it out. Try to have clarity as much clarity as I can with it. But it's like, yeah, any day, any day that is, that has nothing planned. I feel like a complete failure and it is completely, like, uh, here's a question for you. Does it help you when you get a shower? Yes. Yeah. As soon as I get a shower, I feel good for at least another half hour after that. Yep. Yeah. Now, if I go back to doing nothing, back to bad. But yep. if I get a shower, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, And, you know, this is another thing, too, that I'm starting to talk about and bring out 
a little bit and probably with the newer record when I come out with it too. But like my self-identity issue is also really fucked up with this too. I don't know if they're associated or not, but like just, I don't know if it's the aging and then looking in the mirror or just looking in the mirror and being like, who the fuck is that? Like, I don't, I don't even like, I, I forget my hair's bleached. I forget that I, ha- I got whether I shave or not, you know, unless I consciously take time to do it uh, and like have self-reflection. But like you, I've been having a rough last like two, three weeks and I've been doing none of the things that I usually set up where it's like meditate, stretch every morning, give thanks, be grateful, you know, which are probably things I said on your, your last one, the last conversation we had, yep. like, I haven't been doing that. I've, it's been a new routine. We got a dog. So like now the dog is like in place of the morning stretching. So it's more stress instead of self-reflection, you know, it's like, and how much time do you have in a day to do it? And then you got to also make money. It's like, you know, I get why people are fucking overwhelmed, man. I understand why people are having a lot of mental illnesses. It, it makes sense to me. Yeah, like today I was, um, I made a plan. I, my only plan, you know, other than doing the two shows, was I was going to go mow the lawn. That was a personal thing. I need to mow the lawn. Man, I texted the local neighbor kid and I said, hey, I'll pay you 30 bucks to come and do it for me. I didn't even want to fucking do that. You know, I mean, I just was like, you know, I had my heart set on because I know when I get on the show and do this stuff, type of stuff, regardless of whether it's recorded like this is or tonight when I do it live, I know that during that hour, hour and a half, 45 minutes, whatever it is that we talk, I know that I'm in a good space. Like right now, I don't feel like I did an hour ago. I know. And you know what's fucking scary too is as soon as this is over, you know it's going to feel a little bit like, oh shit, it's a little bit down now again, you know? Unless you plan some stuff to do to get through it. Dude, that's so fucking interesting. Like, I totally get it. I totally get it. I I always thought that was just like a me thing. Like, it's kind of interesting that like to hear somebody else explain it exactly the way that it's it's felt. So that's good, dude. That's, that's great that you are talking about it and yeah. sharing and it's not so much even like that I'm working right now because I mean I don't consider this work. I mean I I, I run a podcast. I you know four it's or five work. days a week. It's, it's, it's not it's work. Free flow. It's free flow. It's not even that. It's the fact that I'm doing something I love to do, which is talk about mental health, talk about music. You know, talk talk to somebody that I've talked to before that we have a connection with. You know, whatever the case might be, it's just that whole idea of talking about what my issues are or talking about my love of things that gets it out, you know, would I feel the same way if this was just on a telephone, you know, you and I chatting on, you know, through whatever, I don't know, but at the same time, I know that this conversation is going to help other people as well when I air it. So it's like, okay, so then there's also that other side of things as well. For me, it's more of the talking because like, I love, I love writing music and stuff too, but sometimes even that it's like, it doesn't do it as much. Like you need to be able to talk about it. Um, so yeah, I definitely, uh, one thing I wanted to say to is anybody who is listening and feels similar to this, like definitely consider talking to a therapist because even though it seems like there's this bad stigma or like, oh, you're crazy if to talk to a therapist or what are they going to do? Are they going to help me? It doesn't matter. They don't do a fucking thing. It, they listen. It's a soundboard. And then that, that's basically, it's like, this feels like therapy. It's the same exact fucking thing, except- I don't talk to you every week, you know? And um, yeah, I definitely think that that is, I don't know. I don't know if that works for you or if you do that or not. I haven't done it in a while. I think I might go back to it, especially during like lower periods, you know? Yeah. 
but uh, I, I think it's, I think that's a start. I honestly think that every, every person should have a therapist just like they do a doctor. Yeah. So, I mean, I do have a therapist. Um, I, you know, I'm sponsored by the, uh, the app BetterHelp, Um, and I use them every Sunday at 9 PM. I get on and I talk to my, you know, my, my therapist virtually, um, link in the description, by the way, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you might have sold me <laughs> continue. Go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I talk to them every week and I've never, you know, I've been, I've been sponsored by them since last summer and, uh, it's been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I, I get the same type of, you know, feeling I get from talking to her that I get from talking to you. Like I said, just this feels like therapy. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, getting it, I get it now six days a week versus just the five of the shows I do. Um, so I, I constantly get that reminder of, Hey, this is why I do what I do. Um, and then also talking to her gives me an opportunity to work what I talk to her about, maybe into some of my shows for the week, um, you know, different things and methods and other stuff like that. And then, you know, if I'm just going to do like a single episode, I can kind of talk about, Hey, this is what we talked about. Hey, this is, you know, things that have been working for me. Hey, just throwing it out there. Um, so it, it does work. Um, I, I do believe in therapy a lot, but at the same time, you know, some people don't, but if you don't, what's the reason behind it and you know some people don't believe in psychiatry that's fine don't you don't have to believe in psychiatry but therapy does help it's more about just talking about who you're feel what your feelings are versus to, you know, to me telling. it's more like a it's more like a don't knock it till you try a thing like try that if it doesn't work try music listen to you know like listen to other listen to me listen to people who like you know who 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 sing about the things that you're feeling or try painting or try writing or try running. Like I still love the physical fitness stuff. Like that's still a lot of times I'm doing it and I feel fucking angry and I'm like, this isn't feeling any better. And I'm just like going like this and running, but it's like, once I'm finished it, it feels good. So yeah. just find some things that feel good, especially when you're not feeling good. You have to force yourself to do something that will make you feel out of the dark for me. It's, anyway. It's funny that you mentioned painting, because, you know, one of the most prolific radio person, you know, over the last 40 years, Howard Stern, um, has been an avid painter for like the last 10 or 15 years. And if you if you've ever listened to him and you, you know this about him, but if you haven't, you you don't like he's calmed way the fuck down over the last 10 years since he started painting, because that's now his meditation. That's his way of, you know, getting it out and letting him, you know expressing himself and now he's just now he's just stupid funny he's not angry all the time he's not constantly cussing people out and doing stupid shit anymore i mean he still does because he's just he's good at it but his way of dealing with things in 2021 versus 99 are completely different right yep so it, it, yeah, that just shows it how it works you know it doesn't it matter if he's painting works. or not it definitely works because like i started painting those drum skins uh during covid I have like an art page is at Jacob Adam Quick Art, but I sell these drum skins for like 95 bucks and, and it's just strip art paint. And it takes about 40, 45 minutes for me to paint them. And it's just a 45 minutes of calm of just watching the colors run. And it seems so like, might seem dumb to other people, but like to me, it's like, I enjoy the calmness of that. I enjoy the cold paint on the fingertips. Like it's a sensation thing, you know? So yeah, I, I, and I never liked paint. I'm not a good painter. That's why I love drip art. It's like, okay, you can just pour the paint on, let it drip and, and do it till you're satisfied. You know, I started doing more now, but I definitely think the arts are 
the arts everyone always says like they're not like valuable basically but i really think in the future it's going to be the most valuable thing because it's going to be what people turn to for therapeutic purposes and everyone's going to fucking need it <laughs> i i wholeheartedly believe you in that because you know as much as i you know every episode i say hope you know the, hopefully the world's going to get better next month i, I say that every episode you know, I I don't know if I truly believe it, but it's it's just my way of you know, hoping for the best. Um, but I don't think see things changing you know anytime soon. So it's up to us as individuals to make it better for ourselves. Because if we're and relying on other too, people, I will say too, you, like your show is something that does make it better. Like you made my day better. So like whether and hopefully you doing your show makes your day better you know Absolutely. so if 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 it doesn't feel like the world's changing like at least your the start is your world you know like you can only start with you and then go out so I, that's what i try to do i try not to focus on all the bullshit that's over here and i try to focus on like what's here and just kind of grow from there you know yeah if that makes sense i know it seems a little so a little- Right. let's go back to music for the close out the, the show because you know <laughs> we've talked are we to- going tangents man i love this shit i know i, I love it. i love it too um so you and i talked about it briefly before the episode we won't go into what we talked about but you know things are starting to open up again you know um i mentioned you know i, I watched wrestlemania this past weekend and saw you know for the first time in over a year you know, crowds in the stands. Yeah, I've been seeing it, you know, spurts on baseball games and stuff like that, but nothing like what I saw for WrestleMania. Um, and now I'm starting to see, you know, concerts being announced. Like, I just bought tickets for um, Ginger and Suicide Silence in uh, Silver Springs, Maryland. Not Silver Springs, in, um, in Baltimore um, at the soundstage um, for November, October. So it's like, is you it know, is it a one-off show or are they tours? No, they're, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, like a 10 or 15 cities tour. Okay. All right. Um, cool. So I, I'm really, really excited about it because it'll be like the first show I've seen in like two years, if it happens. Um, but, you know, I'm seeing a lot more shows being announced. Um, have you, you know, I know you've probably seen the same thing, but what are you thinking about as far as what you're going to be doing here in the near future? I'm going to try to reach out to my booking agent who probably hasn't been doing too much for the last year and just ask, you know, um, the way we get our tours is normally from our booking agent who gets the tours in his emails and then he'll see if we're a good fit and submit us. So I'm hoping that the more tours that come in, the more we get to submit to, um, for me at at the scale that I'm at, I'm not just going to book random shows. Uh, a lot of the venues that I would play at are the venues that hurt the biggest in these, in the pandemic, you know, where it's like they, you know, they're, they're not, they're not 20,000 seaters, you know, they're, they're, they're the smaller venues. So I'm curious to see what happens with the artists that are at my level wise, uh, just fan base wise, you know, cause I know the big acts will be fine. They'll be fine. They're going to, they're going to do their shows and they'll probably, you know, like I saw Metallica's playing with like five finger death punch and like two other people, like huge acts one night. It's like $200 ticket, you know, like they're able to do that. But for me, I'm just hoping that other bands who are a little bit above my threshold of audience start getting tours so that we can go on tour with them. I, I'm, I'm not planning to do any kind of headline tour yet 
and we'll i'll reassess that in the fall if we don't have anything in the fall probably try to get something for winter where i do a little east coast run but for now i'm hopeful that everything continues to just keep opening up and i'm going to try to continue to be patient um that's all you can do yeah well i can tell you this right now wherever you are at for that first show back um whether it's you know in my side of the woods down in you know virginia dc area or if it's up in your neck of the woods which isn't far away at all um you know i'm gonna make that trick i'm gonna come up to you there and see you for your first you know performance i would love that man because as soon as it's done i want to i want to do another episode and get your reaction and you know Oh, dude, how... that'd be fucking sick. That would be so sick. You'd get a completely different version of me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because I want to see, you know, after more than a year of not being on stage, you know, there's a couple other bands that I'm doing that with too that are, um, that I've, I've talked to, um, that are on, uh, the same PR label that we're on. Um, that we're going to, I'm looking at doing those things too. Cause I, cause to get those reactions, you know, that it's first time idea. up on stage, dude, it's cause I, I want to grab it. And I think it's going to be fucking amazing. And I just can't wait to yep. do it. Yeah, dude, I, I would love for that. And I would, I can't wait to get back to playing shows. Uh, I mean, I'm nervous about it, but I'm, I'm way more stoked and nervous. So, yeah, I, I think the fans are feeling that same way. Like I was saying to you before, you know, when I was watching WrestleMania, I was, I was, you know, feeling like, is it too early? But at the same time, it was really, really great to see, you know, fans back in the stage again you know fans back in the stands again i mean that's how i felt about the baseball game you saw the texas baseball game right it was like full capacity (laughs) yeah i mean even even the uh the nats um here in dc you know they have some you know not a lot but there's some people in the stands i mean there's a couple of them like that but like yeah what they're doing in texas is i don't even want to go there but i know um, i know (laughs) but you know pockets of people i'm seeing you know that's cool um but full full sold out venues oh god dude even take away covid just the the going from nothing to all of that is too much for me like even if there wasn't covid like if we for some reason closed down for the hell of it for a week i'd be like slowly reopen please (laughs) you know what i mean yeah that's just me but you know there's other people who are just ready to fucking go man i mean i know i know people there's people that i'm very close with that are like that so you're entitled to how you want to think and how you want to believe and that's that's where i'm at with that you know yeah i'm the same way like looking at like july i think it is july 2nd or something like that um when they release uh black widow in the movie theaters they're also releasing it on disney plus and i'm like do i want to spend the 30 bucks and watch it at home in the comfort of my own tv you know my big 65 inch or do i want to risk it and go watch it at alamo draft house i'm still debating but it's like uh-huh. i, I kind of want to go to alamo and, you know you know but i'm not sure i, I don't know Dude, it's been a difficult mental battle because I'll say too, like I just joined Gold's Gym for the last month and the, the, you don't wear masks in there. Like in Pennsylvania, you don't wear a mask. You have to wear it in the common areas, but not when you're lifting. So first of all, I'm like, I don't even understand the point of that. But also I'm like, is this the right thing to do that I'm here? Uh, I mean, it's allowed. The state allowed it, but does that mean it's the right thing to do? You know, it's like no one, there, there's no like voice anymore, like telling you, they, I, I don't know what happened. It's like free for all, America free for all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm a member of Planet Fitness and, uh, you know, we have to wear our masks from machine to machine, but not while we're using the machine. But we also have to carry around a bottle of disinfectant and disinfect every, yeah. But the whole idea of 
don't wear your mask while you're using the machine, but use it from machine to machine. It's like, okay, I'll wear it for this five foot walk, but whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand anything anymore. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Whatever. That's I mean, where I'll leave you. That's where I'll leave you. I don't understand anything anymore. I don't understand it either. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, though, so April 30th, um, the new EP drops. Go check it out. Um, Sitting in a quiet coffee house. Yes. 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 Um, and still go back and listen to Yelling in a Quiet Neighborhood from last year. Um, the two go together, you know, like hand in hand, but I, I just can't wait to see what you do next. And I cannot wait to see you perform live brother. Um, cause it's going to be a fucking amazing night. Yeah, man. I'll see you there. And I'm working on a bunch of music, so I'm, I'm always pumping shit out. So can't wait to play it live. Can't wait to release it. And I hope everybody checks out the record. Absolutely. And guys, again, everything for Kulik is down below. Check out his social media, his website and all of his new music and stuff like that down below. Um, or if you're listening on the podcast, it's in the description. But either way, thank you so much, brother. I'll talk to you again soon. And for everybody else, we will see you guys tomorrow. You have a great fucking night, and we will talk to you later. Peace. Later, man.